Hi, and welcome to this ATS Pulmonary Rehab Assembly podcast. My name's Alex Jenkins, and I'm a PhD student from the University of Lincoln in the UK. And today I'm uh, happy to have Dr. Narelle Cox from La Trobe University in Australia, who's a research fellow, and Dr. Chris Burton, who's a postdoctoral researcher at the Hasselt University in Belgium. And today this podcast is going to be discussing the new mentor-mentee scheme, which was run at the previous ATS conference. Um, I myself, um, Alex, was a mentee for the new scheme, and um, Chris Burton was my mentor for the scheme. Narelle Cox is here, who is part of the Early Career Professional Working Group, who coordinates the scheme on behalf of the Assembly and acted as a programme coordinator for the scheme. So firstly, I'd like to welcome Narelle into uh, this podcast as she's going to provide a quick overview of the Mentor-Mentee Scheme and outline some of the scopes and aims for the scheme. So over to you, Narelle. Thank you, Alex. So the uh, Mentor-Mentee Scheme run by the ATS is designed to be run in conjunction with the uh, international conference held in May each year. And it may or may not result in an ongoing mentor relationship between a mentee-mentor pair. Uh, 2018 was the first year that the Pulmonary Rehab Assembly participated in the program. And in this first year, we had eight mentors who were matched to 11 mentees. And uh, the, some of the feedback that we got at the end of the program from different participants was that they... Uh, likes the opportunity to talk to someone who they perhaps otherwise would not be able to approach or perhaps uh, be able to ask a specific question or gain insight into a specific uh, area of research or clinical practice. It's important to note that because the uh, program is designed to be pitched uh, within the scope of the conference, it's not designed to be an ongoing uh, relationship between mentor and mentee, but perhaps for people to consider it as an initial networking opportunity. That said, if any individual mentor-mentee pair uh, together decide that they want to uh, be involved in an ongoing mentoring relationship, then that is perfectly fine. Um, but yeah, in its initial phase, it's designed to be a meeting at the conference, uh, at the conference the beauty of the pulmonary rehab assembly being on the smaller side is that we haven't had to limit our program just to attendees at the conference. I think that's important for people to remember. If you're interested in being in the program but for whatever reason are not able to attend the international conference, do still consider putting in an application and if we've got the capacity to be able to match you with a mentor and you can perhaps meet and chat via Skype or FaceTime or on the telephone, um, then that's something that we try to make happen as well. Perfect. So th thank you very much for that overview, Narelle. So what we're going to do now is we're going to um, have a mentor-mentee perspective on this scheme. So what I'm going to do now is introduce Chris in and um, ask him a few questions about how he experienced the scheme as a mentor. So I'd like to welcome in Chris. So how did you um, find the application process for the scheme this year? Hello, Alex. Uh, thanks for for having me joining this this uh, this talk. Um, just to well to have a quick perspective on that. I think the application process was was very straightforward and and quite quick as a mentor. Um, the, the invitation to join is a typical email that you would put in your to do list and then probably forget about it. 
while it actually just takes a few minutes to to complete the the whole process and you basically have to indicate who you are and what you do in order to facilitate the matching process and for example i indicated that i would prefer to be matched with a mentee that was mainly interested in, in clinical research and and that turned out quite fine fantastic okay and um, leading on from that, how did you find um, the allocation of your mentee? Did, were, were they suitable for what you were looking for out of the program? Well, I think my mentee, who is, who is you, was a perfect match for me as we shared, uh, well, a strong interest, I guess, in, in exercise research. And we had a similar background with you being a, an exercise and sports scientist, me being a physiotherapist. I think we had a lot of shared thoughts on things. And... Well, I really thought that you were also very, very well prepared, as in knowing what would you, what you would really like to get out of this collaboration. Um, you really thought about that um, upfront. And for example, I know that you wanted to me to help you a little bit in stimulating networking, and you wanted to get some su- support in ongoing applications and discuss some future research projects. So you made that very clear, and that really made my job relatively easy. So I think we were a perfect match there. Oh, fantastic. And um, that certainly supports, uh, hopefully, mentors being interested in the scheme going forward. So um, in terms of the, um, what were your expectations of the scheme? Did you have anything premeditated in your mind about what you wanted to get out of the scheme, or was it all a surprise? Well, Alex, honestly, I, I, I had no idea what to expect, as this was really the first time, and, and I think nobody really had an idea about it uh, before. I was I was basically hoping to have a, a nice chat with a motivated young colleague at the conference, which is always always nice to do. And well, this clearly happened, but it was just the start of a nice nice process. So well, it clearly um, passed by my expectations. The reality. Great. fantastic. And um, from the scheme as an uh, as overall. How did you find it in terms of what were the benefits of the scheme for you as a specific mentor? Well, I guess that after that that first formal moment of initiating a phone call with a person that you you have no idea about who it is and you have no idea what you will talk about, this was a bit a bit special and even also a learning experience. But I, after that, I really enjoyed the informal chats with, with well, a motivated and enthusiastic colleague like you. Um, I really enjoyed the fact that I well, could improve your access to the pulmonary rehabilitation community at the, at the Congress and, and that you were able to to meet lots of people. We could discuss all the highlights of a career in research, but also all the the pitfalls that you might might uh, come across. So I just, I just like these, these discussions. I really enjoyed them. And, and next to that, well, I got to know a really nice guy. And in the meantime, you already met my family at home, so that's that's an unexpected, but for for me, a great side benefit for from all this. Yes, it was uh, certainly enjoyable to come and meet your family and actually connect on a more personal level than just actually the scheme itself. So it shows kind of how informal um, you can make uh, this kind of relationship between the mentor and mentee, which is. Uh, Fantastic. So leading on from that, what would you say on the flip side are potential ideas for improvement for the scheme going forwards? Well, I think the, the general uh, feeling is really positive. Um, if I have to say something, is at the start of the process, I was really unsure whether, whether I would apply as a mentor or whether I would apply as a mentee or whether I would not apply. 
just because I fell in between. Because, well, I consider myself a little bit as a senior junior or maybe a junior senior. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure about that. So I think for the future, it would be really good to, to, to make a clear framework for this and show that you don't have to be a, a, a very experienced uh, professional in terms of having a career of 30 years to be a, to be an adequate mentor, and well, I think this podcast would be a good first step in that. And I think if we could have some quick impressions from more mentors and more mentees from last year, this might also be be helpful in this process. Thank you. That that's great. Um, and thank you for uh, jo- joining to give um, an overall uh, mentor's perspective. So. What we're going to do now is uh, we're going to flip it, and uh, Chris is now going to ask me a few questions about um, my experience as a mentee. All right, perfect. So, Alex, could you could you start with just giving us a general perspective on on your experiences as a mentee? Yes. So, as Narelle uh, alluded to, this was the first year that the uh, schemes actually run, and uh, it was quite exciting for me when I saw the email come through because I knew. I was going to be attending this conference on my own and not knowing many people in the field. So I found this scheme to actually be a very successful way to um, get into the assembly field and uh, meet new contacts and uh, develop um, hopefully some collaborations going forward. So um, yourself as my mentor helped um, advise me about certain conference presentations which to go to as well so that I could get the most out of my experience at the conference. Um, having not had much experience of going to international conferences across the board. So um, it's not just about getting to know people, it's about getting the most out of the conference as well. And um, I think the scheme's more about, um, it's more than just working with your mentor, because um, what they can do is they can open up a whole new network of useful and friendly colleagues as well. So you don't necessarily have to um, collaborate with these people, they're just generally nice people to talk to. And I found that the pulmonary rehab assembly, assembly in particular were um, a great bunch of people to actually speak to and they're very welcoming as a group. So um, for me, uh, I found the personal success of uh, from this scheme of, like yet again, Narelle said that the um, there's not necessarily a need to carry on your mentor-mentee relationship after the conference, but we've actually been very fortunate that we've had experienced success of continuing communication um, since the conference. So we've got a few ideas in the pipeline which we're, um, looking at developing as well and um, of course the scheme comes with some great flexibility as well with that so it's it's kind of up to you what you want to get out of the scheme um, it's very um, flexible for um, health professionals researchers there's a great um, field of people to tap into so um, it's really up to yourself as a mentee what you want to get out of it and I've got very little to complain about with the whole scheme as a over over the board. Oh, that's great to hear. And then how did you experience the the initial application process? And very similar to what uh, you alluded to really is that I didn't find it an arduous or daunting process at all, which can sometimes be the case with these applications. It's quite easy to dismiss it, but um, I'd urge people to have a look at this application process because it's very simple and it, it, it you know, the benefits are a huge for a conference of you know this magnitude so um, the one thing I probably would advise with people going into the uh, application process is that you make sure you're kind of aware of what you want to get out of the scheme because there are a few specific questions and you know the more specific you are the better chance you have of got of 
being allocated to uh, a fantastic mentor who can uh, help you get through the conference. So the main message really is uh, get out of it what you what you put into it. Okay, yeah, that's great. And and could you also tell us a little bit on on to what extent your allocated mentor was actually a a good match to you? And you can be honest on this one. Yes. <laughs> um, well, for me, my mentor was a, a, a perfect fit. So um, I was already aware of uh, some some of your work, but I'd never actually had the chance to to meet you. So it was great to um, meet up and discuss some of your work, which aligned quite closely with some of my research interests as well. Um, it also was a massive help that you were very relaxed and very helpful. Um, we're kind of on the same wavelength that we didn't want it to be formal process, so we were quite informal. We went for a couple of drinks. Um, you know, to have a, a nice chat about some research ideas. Um, you also provided me with um, several opportunities to have conversations with people I wouldn't normally have the chance to speak to at conferences. So um, your mentor can sometimes help you get into um, them situations where you can have uh, engaging conversations with uh, other researchers in your field. So, But yet again, it all comes back to uh, being detailed in your application uh, in order to get the mentor that you you hopefully desire. Yeah, that's great to hear. So, could you could you also tell us a little bit more on on what your expectations were up front and and how the the scheme worked out for you? Um, so, part of me expected it to be quite a formal and and awkward, but um, I certainly didn't find this to to be the case. Um, as a mentor, you were certainly proactive, um, and we had that initial conversation before the the conference. So uh, we had a nice informal chat over FaceTime, which really, you know, helped settle things before we met at the conference and get over that initial barrier of meeting someone new. So we had it all prearranged before the conference. Um, the scheme for us uh, worked very informal, but that might be down to our personal styles. So that might not be the case for everyone else who applies into. Uh, into the scheme, but um, we we discussed research interests, um, and you know this led this has led us on to discussing potential collaborations going forward. So this is kind of how the scheme works in uh, in real world. Um, I to be fair, I only expected the scheme to last the duration of the conference. So it's been great that um, myself and you still remained in touch, both on a, a work or professional level and a personal level as well. And you've provided me with some really helpful advice for my PhD, um, as well as uh, job applications that I've been putting in as well. Um, you've been very helpful with that, and as well as actually being able to navigate the, uh, an international conference effectively because they're such huge events. Um, but the one thing I think to reiterate with this is that um, it doesn't necessarily mean with this um, scheme that you are in each of us pockets for the whole conference. It's very relaxed. Um, you can go to all the talks you want to, and um, Chris, can, you can go to your talks that you wanted to go to. So it's up to you um, between yourselves how you want it to run. But um, you can utilize the scheme as much as you, uh, as you see fit, really. Okay, so, yeah, it's great to hear that this was a positive experience for you. Do you still have some, some ideas for improvement for the future? Um, I found this uh, in the feedback one of the hardest questions to actually answer because uh, given my experience, um, I, I found it a resounding success and I didn't really know how it could be improved. But I think some people might not have had the same experience. So I think the only thing would be um, 
potentially for other um, mentors to initiate any contact before the conference um, to maybe avoid any issues that do arise with not being able to arrange a meet at the conference. Um, so I think that might be a potential for going forward is to kind of push mentors into initiating that contact. Um, and potentially the only other thing would really be to promote it more um, ahead of next year's conference, which um, we're hopefully doing this podcast and so that people can truly understand uh, what it entails. Okay, great. Thanks for all that information, Alex. Fantastic. So now what we're going to do um, to just kind of round off the podcast is we're all going to come together and just have a general conversation um, about the scheme. So um, it's over to Narelle. Um, what I'd like to hear from yourself is, have you got any words of advice for um, potential applicants? Uh, thanks, Alex. I think just to uh, reiterate both what you and Chris have said, um, the yes, the program, this was our first year at running it, and so we were sort of feeling our way a little bit for how it, it would work for pulmonary rehab assembly uh, members. And by and large, the feedback would suggest that we've done okay, uh, but we are working on making some slight tweaks where we can. And I think, as we said, one of the beauties of the pulmonary rehab assembly is because it is relatively small, we are trying to be as flexible as we can with this process, but we do still have to operate under the umbrella of the uh, overall ATS mentoring program. So there are some constraints there. I think, as Chris said, it's important to remember that you don't have to be the most experienced person with uh, expert knowledge in a particular something to be a mentor. I would argue that the old adage, see one, do one, teach one, you really only need to be one step removed from the person that you're talking to. Or perhaps you might have a particular area of research interest um, that you know you are developing but that someone else might be new to that you can share some of your knowledge. So. I would encourage people in Chris's situation and mine to consider signing up to be a mentor, but remember that people in that, as Chris said, uh, being junior seniors or senior juniors, some people in that capacity may actually want to be both a mentor and a mentee, and I would say go for it. Um, I think that, as you, Alex, said, please, with your application, do be specific. If you've got a specific area of clinical practice or research or someone last year wanted to get some information about uh, in North America uh, advancing down the tenure track. Someone else was interested in how to set up a program in a low resource setting and the more specific information we can get like that does make it much easier to try to find a potential mentor for mentees. Um, I think in terms of the program, yes, the ATS builds this as something that is confined to the conference and again, ongoing mentoring relationship is at the discretion of the individuals involved in any one pair. And I think that's designed to uh, help to limit the extra burden on mentors who are often, not always, but oftentimes people that do have a very, very busy and hectic schedule as well. So. Um, it's wonderful that the pair of you made such a good pairing and have managed to have this ongoing uh, um, collaboration. Uh, please, for future mentors, if you don't have that kind of time commitment but are still interested in being involved, please, please do sign up. So I guess my take-home point would be with your application, be specific. 
participate because without mentors and mentees, we don't have a program. Uh, if people are unsure or have got particular questions about whether they think they would sign up as a mentor or a mentee, very happy to be emailed during the process. Um, and I particularly like that you guys had a conversation before you actually got to the conference to help break the ice. But for some people, that initial communication might also be via email or some other form like that. So there's lots of avenues to uh, help people to be able to make that initial contact. And, and again, I guess what you get out of the program will relate to what you put into it, and that will be uh, relative to each pair. So uh, as you said, we're promoting the program with this particular podcast. We're going, there will be email mail-outs when the team opens. Uh, we will hopefully utilise the Assembly Twitter feed and the uh, Pulmonary Rehab Assembly webpage as well to make the program known to people. And I'm just going to keep on talking at this point and tell you that the program will be opening for 2019 very shortly. Uh, it is likely that applications will be, uh, go online to become uh, start filling out in December with a closing date either at the end of January or the end of February. That is still yet to be determined. Fantastic. Thank you for that, Narelle. So, um, Chris, do, uh, as a mentor, have you got potentially any words of advice for applicants as both mentees and mentors? Well, I think I, I largely confirm all the things that uh, Narelle is saying, and I can surely uh, confirm uh, the fact that she's very easy to reach because I also contacted her with my doubts uh, up front before uh, applying and well, she provided me with some, some quick and, and, and good advice to, to proceed with the application. So that was a really good, good experience. And for the rest, I would, I would, I would like to uh, keep it short and I would just say just try it because, um, well, it's a little bit of a, a jump in the dark, but you have a good chance of having a really interesting experience out of it. So you just have to try it. Yes, yeah. fantastic. Thank you, Chris. And um, for, for myself as a mentee, I think the uh, I think you've both covered the the main points. I suppose the only messages I've had for, would have for um, potential applicants is to obviously don't be afraid and embrace the scheme. And if your mentors you've been allocated a mentor, they've put themselves forward, so they've shown a willingness to support. So um, I think it's important that you utilize them because uh, they have shown that willingness. Um, like I say, be, be specific in your um, application process um, and don't be afraid as well to put yourself forward for, for both sides. Uh, both sides. Um, it doesn't really rely on being at a particular career stage, so there's that uh, flexibility. But I think the most important thing as well is if you do get assigned a mentor is don't lose sight of your conference aims as well. Um, so I nearly had a situation where I was kind of torn. Um, I decided I was going to attend a workshop, but it happened to be after our assembly meeting and uh, everyone was going uh, for informal drinks afterwards and uh, I'd been invited as well. But uh, I was kind of torn whether to go and have potentially interesting conversations uh, with people in my field or whether to go to this workshop, which was part of my career plan. So thankfully, um, I've actually went to the workshop and it's uh, proved to be a good one in the long run. So I think it's important that you uh, keep, keep your goals set from the start as well. Um, so that's pretty much all I have to say in terms of the words of advice. Um, I was going to hand over to Narelle in the sense of, um, as someone who's been coordinating the scheme, are there, are there any future plans in terms of any changes coming up this year following um, the 2018 cohort? 
I think it, by and large, we will be looking at rolling out in the same way as in 2018, partly because this year we were just feeling our way for how it would work and what it would look like. I think our hope will be that next year we will have more participants and that will help us to gauge how uh, we can make the program work and fit best for the pulmonary rehab assembly. We have tried to take on board some of the feedback uh, that we have received in terms of making the instructions uh, a, a little bit clearer in terms of the application process. Uh, again, that's one of those things where we are somewhat confined within the, the larger um, schema of the ATS and how this program works and how the IT system enables us to actually uh, collect the information. But we've, we've tried to make that part a little bit clearer as well. And I, th I think really that's what we've said a number of times in this podcast that boils down to um, this process is not designed to turn up and have someone map out your entire career for you. That's not what this mentoring process is about. Uh, but if you do happen to uh, make a foundation relationship with someone that is going to be part of your ongoing career progression, then I think that that is an added bonus. So uh, definitely feeling our way forward towards 2019, hopefully with a number more participants, which would be lovely to see, uh, and then taking the next round of feedback and hopefully being able to do something constructive with that. Oh, fantastic. And would you um, also encourage people who have been on the scheme from 2018 to uh, reapply um, for the 2019 scheme? What's the kind of thoughts on uh, repeat use? I would say go for it. I don't think that there yeah. needs to be any limitation uh, in terms of repeat use uh, because we are all evolving and all learning new things all the time and you might have a different question or you might want to seek out a different avenue from someone. I know that through this process, one of the things I would love to have a mentor about is how to be a mentor and I hadn't thought about that until I participated in this program last year. So uh, I, by all means, turn up every year, please. Fantastic. Okay, brilliant. So um, to kind of really fi finish off, um, we've kind of discussed where um, you need to look at applying. So the, the program will be uh, emailed out to uh, all members um, of the ATS, uh, so they'll be aware of, of the scheme and where to apply, but it will also be on the ATS website. But what we'll do is with this podcast, we will also... Um, publish a link um, with the podcast so that um, anyone who's interested in applying can do so through that. And hopefully the applications will be uh, open fairly shortly. Um, and uh, you'll find out, hopefully, it says April next year. Is that is that correct, Norelle? If I recall correctly from this year, I did, yeah, I think we were able to notify matches sort of March or April so that there was a period of about I would say four to six weeks before the actual conference during which people were, were able to make those initial um, touching base and coming up with a plan for when and how they wanted to meet at the conference. So uh, I'm afraid I couldn't find exactly what the dates were this year, but um, I seem to recall March, April type time was the notification of the matches. Yeah, I, I recall because I went, I was out in America actually quite a few weeks before the conference and me and Chris caught up beforehand, so there was plenty of time before the actual conference began for us to initiate that uh, contact, so um, I, I think April was about right from this year. So, uh, so yeah, so that brings to an end this podcast, so I'd like to uh, finish by saying thank you to Noelle and Chris for taking the time to uh, to join me uh, on this podcast and uh, 
hopefully uh, the scheme this year gets uh, more applicants on both sides and uh, it can carry on to be uh, a renowned success. So uh, thank you to Chris and Norell and um, we'll hopefully uh, see what the scheme brings this year. Thank you very well, much. Well, thanks for organizing, Alex. Thanks. Thank you.